At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome in. We got an hour with you today, tomorrow, the rest of the week, the rest of the time that we're on the air. But we got a good one on tap. Tim Murray's going to be with us coming up in 30 minutes from now because college basketball season is here, Matt Eubanks, and underway. We're going to talk with Tim Murray about what he looks forward to tonight and big picture-wise in college hoops. We're going to have some future plays with both of us, bets as well, and, of course, the rest of the other stuff, National Football League, NBA, too. So we go back very quickly to last night. Told you, huh? Look a lot at to talk about from last night. The Chicago Bears. The Bears. 29 to 27, the final score. The Pittsburgh Steelers get the win, but not the cover as Chicago the entire way. We knew it the whole way. They were going to cover this number, and they stay within the seven. Well, the Bears deserved to cover. Yes, they did. And maybe win the game last night. I thought it was, uh, you know, one of the worst officiated games I've seen this season. The NFL officiating was an embarrassment last night, and uh, the Bears were on the wrong end of it. Uh, if you say if you pick out the five worst calls in the game, I think all five went against the Bears. Yep. And Justin Fields, if you're on the Chicago side, you had to be you had to be encouraged by the way he played last night. One thing you know, this is going to be a lost season. The Bears are not going to be a playoff team, but they have to find and develop their quarterback of the future. And that looks like Justin Fields. And last night, he at least showed signs that are pointing in the right direction. I thought Fields looked really good at times last night. But again, JVT, it also goes back to that Steelers defense is not uh, playing up to its reputation. Mm-hmm. And Fields last night threw for 291 yards and a touchdown. Should have been two touchdowns. One was wiped off the board on a bogus penalty. And uh, the Bears... Do get a lucky break because of a, uh, a fumbled punt 
by the Steelers let him back in the game. So I, I think you come away from it saying uh, there are some positives for the Bears because Justin Fields played well. At the same time, you still have to make a coaching change, and you have to make a coaching change as soon as possible. Yes. Uh, Matt Nagy likes field goals and punts way too much. And um, I can't give him any credit for the way Fields might be developing. It's just one game, too. He could go out next week and stink again. Uh, but it's obviously Nagy is just uh, basically a cheerleader on the sideline at this point. But he still can't manage a game the right way, JVT. In key situations, when he should go for it, he punts. Or when he should go for it, he kicks a field goal. And uh, that's inexcusable because there's a fine line between winning and losing in the NFL. And those, those little game manage, management decisions can be a big deal. Yep, I completely agree. And, you know, case in point, too, when you look at a team like the Chargers over the weekend, right? Remember, the Chargers at the end of that Eagles game had a fourth and short with about yeah. two and a half minutes left to go. Mm-hmm. Any other coach would kick a field goal in that sure. scenario. What no do the doubt. Chargers do? Now we're going to run it up the middle for a big chunk game, mm-hmm. bleed the clock out, and then kick our field goal to win this thing. Yeah. Like, the, like that is the next level thing. It's not even next level thinking anymore. That's the thinking that you need to have as a coach. No, no question. Nagy doesn't do it. In the second half, too, when you're talking about the field goal, was it their first drive in the second half where they have a fourth and four from the four-yard line of the Pittsburgh Steelers? And they're like, nah, we'll kick the field goal instead. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately what happens on the next drive, nine plays, 75 yards, touchdown. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right, right? Like, right. I completely agree with you. And I would agree, too, with the officiating last night with the touchdown taken off the board. Oh, the, that was terrible. The, the was foul terrible. on Cassius Marsh at the end where he bumps into, was it Corinthy, and he throws the flag afterwards. Well, Corinthy bumped into him. Oh, exactly. TV like, Tony uh, out there showboating. It's, it's Something's definitely wrong when you have refs out there who are showboating. Yep. Yeah, what, uh, when he was asked about uh, the, the Marsh penalty in the fourth quarter, Corinthian, quote, first of all, keep in mind the taunting is a point of emphasis this year. And with that said, I saw the player, after he made a big play, run toward the bench area of the Pittsburgh Steelers and posture in such a way that I felt he was taunting them. <laughs> I will say that Marsh acted like a clown, and some of that was unnecessary. Right. Uh, but how do you address an official <laughs> intentionally hip-checking a player when he's running off the field. Yep. How's that acceptable? I completely agree. Do you think the NFL is going to comment on that at all? No, probably no. not. Right? And, if, like, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty bad, man. Uh, all the way around, it was a relatively poor officiated game. And I agree with you. I think Justin Fields at times has shown little flashes here and there. His athleticism, I said this at the beginning of the year, his athleticism off the chart. Like, I didn't realize he was that athletic yeah. watching him at Ohio State. Yeah. And you watch him in the NFL, he's really got it. But at the end of the day, there do still need to be changes made. You need a coach who's going to coach 2021 football. Oh, geez. Matt, I don't know what year Matt Nagy stuck in. Yep. Uh, Got to take the points, humans. That's what, uh, that's what Twitter tells Justin Fields, you saw flashes of uh, the way he played against Clemson in the college football playoff last night. Uh, what do you have, six touchdown passes against Clemson? Mm-hmm. Five or six in that playoff game? And, uh, you know, he can get outside the pocket and make plays. He's, he needs a progressive play caller. Um, he's just going to need a better coach if he's going to develop the right way. And right now the Bears... Uh, I think that three and six are right where we thought the Bears are who we thought they were, JBT. Three and six. Uh, they did win. They got an unexpected win in Vegas over the Raiders. Yep. And uh, otherwise, I will say, aside from a home game against the Lions, the Bears have not faced an easy schedule to this point. In fact, they've faced a pretty difficult schedule uh, to this point, aside from that Lions game. But three and six is right where I thought they were. I thought they might be two and seven. Two and seven or three and six at this point. 
But the, the big goal for the Bears is to get Justin Fields to develop and be competitive uh, the rest of the season. And you saw enough last night, I think, that when the Bears were in the underdog role coming up here in uh, some of these games in the future, you can have some confidence in playing them because of the way Fields played last night. And hopefully Khalil Mack gets back on the field at some point and doesn't quit on the season. Yep. And by the way, from a, a number standpoint, uh, if you like PFF standards, this was his best game, Justin Fields, by far. Mm -hmm. In terms of individual passing grade, 88.5 last night. Uh, the highest grade for him in an individual game coming into that contest yesterday uh, was the Detroit contest, which they won. He had a passing grade of that one, a 72.8. But five big-time throws and a single turnover-worthy play for him last night. Uh, one touchdown, the interception, at least by PFF standards, not charged to him either. So it's a good performance. Well, I thought uh, it was. Justin Fields. Yeah. And again, there's flashes there, but got to get better. So as you move forward with both of these teams, the Steelers, I, like you said, too, they are who we thought they were. Coming up next, you get the uh, Lions on the 14th with this weekend. So you would think maybe you could do something offensively with the Steelers. Yeah, Bears but. have not had a bye week yet. That's 10 games in 10 no, weeks. Dude. They get the Lions twice. and uh, No, no, the Steelers get the Lions. No, the Steelers get the Lions, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Chicago Bears up next will have the Ravens, but their bye week is actually this coming. When do the week. Bears play the Lions? Is that Thanksgiving? Uh, yes, okay. 25th. Yep. Yeah. So... Justin Fields, by the way, had six TDs against Clemson in that uh, Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Yep. So, I've tried to put this off. I wanted to eat up this whole entire segment to talk Monday Night Football. Why? Because I didn't want to go back to last night in the NBA. <laughs> because this is something we should I know. I saw the least. shot last night. Did you, so did you finally see? I uh, saw the shot by Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, for those who were not paying attention, so last night, uh, quite the game in Memphis as the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, fell in their fifth consecutive game, 125-118. to 118, They lost in overtime to the Memphis Grizzlies. The story here is that me, I had plus six. A lot of other people had plus four and a half, plus five, five and a half. It moved throughout that, but it closed. Well, you had a half. good number. A great number. Yeah. Felt great. Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves with a 14-point lead with five and a half minutes left to go in the fourth <laughs> quarter. Yep. They end up having to hit a banked three-point shot at the gun from the logo to force overtime, and you're thinking, all right, T-Wolves got all the momentum. Sure, they were outscored 20-7 to down the stretch, that doesn't, or 20-6 to down the stretch. That doesn't matter. It'll be fine. They'll be able to stay within a big number, especially one like six when it closed four and a half. <laughs> they end up getting outscored 12-5. to That's a difference of seven points, and they lose 125-118. to okay. All-timer. Yeah, that's what uh... – <laughs> Preston Johnson said last night on uh, Twitter, that's an all-timer on the T-Wolves. Uh, I, you know, I've had a bunch of beats like this over the years in basketball where you have catching more than a handful of points with the underdog and it goes to overtime and you just know something bad's going to happen. And the worst, you're, you're, you just well, get sick to your stomach when a guy hits a miracle shot like that to force overtime. What are the odds he's going to make that shot? And then you know that you're probably about 90% to lose a bet in OT. Uh, I, was yeah. I was texting with a couple of people during the end of that game. You were included in there. Uh, I was texting with Aaron Renning last night. To which, uh, you know, we were just going back and forth about a couple of basketball things, and I told him, I'm about to lose this Minnesota plus six. Like the second he hit the, the three, I was like, I, it's over. I'm not going to, they're going to lose this game. They are awful defensively. They can't do anything on uh, defense, and then sure enough, they do. So feel for me. But like you said, we talked about Friday, right? I got lucky with a really good number with Portland, and they won by four, laying three and a half against yeah. Indiana. The NBA giveth and the NBA taketh away. Seems like you get unlucky more than you get lucky, but maybe that's just the way it seems. Yeah. So short slate today because we do have college hoops, which we're going to get to uh, at length here in the next 30 minutes. Uh, over the next 30 minutes, we're going to have our futures and bets as well as Tim Murray coming up at the 1.30 p.m. Pacific time mark. Uh, but 
worth pointing out, three games tonight in the NBA. Bucks at 76ers, Hawks at Jazz, Trailblazers at Clippers. So not the deepest or the best card humans. And uh, on the screen, uh, hasn't been a ton of movement on these three games, but it's worth noting a couple of things. Uh, for example, the Clippers down to two and a half in a couple of spots after opening up three against the Portland Trailblazers, who are winless and coverless on the road mm -hmm. up to this point on the year. Uh, the Atlanta-Utah game seems like potentially a buy-low spot. The market always overreacts after their second leg of back-to-backs, and the Hawks just got 50 dropped on them by Steph Curry last night. Hawks are in a bad shape defensively. This is something to look at as we go forward, and I wrote about this in Points Per Week this week, which is if you looked at Atlanta going into last season, they projected to be one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. Right. Then through the first 34 games, with their 14-20, and they fired Lloyd Pierce, they were one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. Defense turned around a little bit in the second half. They're looking again the team that was at the beginning of the year last year. Clearly, they needed the culture change, but the shortcomings are the shortcomings when you run back at the exact same roster, and those issues are starting to pop up again here for the Atlanta Hawks. So keep that in mind, but they're up to eight and a half. Guys like Trey Young don't learn how to play defense. No, That's when you are point. dead last in defense, real plus minus, and I, when I say dead last, I mean over the last two seasons, he has been the worst player in that category in the NBA. Uh, that's not something that you just learn. But you you still have people hyping him as an MVP candidate. No, it can't happen. No, he plays one end of the floor. By the way, Doug Kazarian of ESPN was texting me right then, and he likes the Jazz tonight. So are you on board with Utah? Actually, kind of thought it might be a small battle spot for Atlanta. Considering, look, <laughs> okay. look, Utah. One of the things that is, and I wrote about this yeah. in, the, in the market report, is very quietly their bench has not been efficient. When Donovan Mitchell is off the floor, uh, they barely get outscored by it's like by a half point every 100 possessions. Their offensive efficiency goes from like 114 to 107, something like that. It's been really bad, and so it's not anything I'm going to play. I'm not okay. going to blame anybody for beating the Jazz, but if it were me, it would be Atlanta or pass. Gotcha. All right, let's get to college hoops on the other side. We've got futures to look at. You've got quite a few. I've got a couple. There's games on the board, too, that we should discuss, and then Tim Murray's going to be with us as well. His thoughts on what's going to go down in college basketball as the season tips off today. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN Midseason Football Specials here for only 99 bucks. You're going to get everything VSN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24/7 video stream, betting splits for every game, points spread weekly, in-depth data analysis, and our college hoops guide, which is out. This is a great deal. Only 99 dollars for the rest of the football season. Sign up now. VSN.com/slash subscribe. 443 pages. 443. I went through uh, most of them last night, and we we have a tweet here from Hank at Hank Savings. Said I, I just renewed my subscription to VSIN. The VSIN team always mentions the betting guides. Matt Eumanns talked about it this morning on the show, the college basketball guide. After reviewing it, for me, it's information overload. Has VSIN considered doing a how to use uh, guide on the guide? Well, I say. It's like a buffet of information, JBT. And when you go to a buffet, you don't eat everything. You just uh, sample what's uh, useful to you. It's a good point. You know, I look through 444 pages. You think I read them all? No way. There's a lot of information. And you, you, could use, you could read it over the course of several weeks, several days or several weeks, and refer back to it during the season. But there's no way you have time to go through all that now. Right. Look at the conferences that are meaningful to you, the teams, Pick out the information that uh, helps you in terms of uh, how you handicap and ignore the rest. You can't consume it all. 
the fattest man on the planet can't go to the South Point buffet over here and eat everything. <laughs> no, that's a very good point. <laughs> I thought you were going to add a name to that as well. Uh, no, and I would agree. And look, like for me personally too, like to add to that point, one of the conferences I start strongest in is like the Mountain West. Like I'll focus on that for a little bit and then expand out yeah. as the season goes along. I used to cover it for a few years. You covered it for a longer time than I did. And so that's where I feel most comfortable at the beginning of the year. But regardless, college basketball guide's out now. So check that out. So let's start this because Tim Murray's going to be with us in a little bit. We'll get his thoughts on the big picture. Tim Murray also worked on a betting guide. Yeah, which, uh, which conference did he do? I forgot. Uh, he did the – I'm pretty sure he did the Big East. Okay. Um, that he did too. I'm pretty sure he did the Big East, maybe the A-10. We'll talk to him about that anyway. I did the Pac-12 and the Big 12. You did the Mountain West and the West Coast, West Coast Conference. That's right. All right. A lot going on in the West Coast Conference. A lot of parity there. Out, like, underneath Gonzaga. Yeah, underneath Gonzaga. It's a race for second place. <laughs> it is. Uh, all right, with that, let's take a look at some big picture stuff. Uh, for you, I know you've got a, a jam-packed futures board here, so walk us through what you got in terms of some NCAA champions. Yeah, I made some several futures bets, and some of these go back to the summer. I've got a little bit on Texas, a 40-1, to 1, a little bit of 20-1. to 1. You can still find Texas 15-1 to 1 at DraftKings. And uh, I like this. Uh, Longhorns team a lot. Chris Beard obviously made the move from Lubbock to Austin, and uh, he <laughs> really rebuilt this uh, roster overnight. This is what Chris Beard does best. Uh, he he loaded up with transfers. He's got a team capable of uh, challenging Kansas top the Big 12, and a team capable of uh, winning the national championship. Believe it or not, in his first year, he is not going to be. As big a disappointment as Steve Sarkissian is at Texas in his first year, I guarantee it. Very true. Uh, Texas, right now I did my uh, power ratings top 50, which is in the college basketball betting guide. Texas is my number four team. So Beard takes over for Shaka Smart. And uh, I was told by somebody who had knowledge of the Texas program that a lot of times the players were surprised at the lack of coaching Shaka Smart actually did, that he would just roll the ball out there and say, all right, guys, Inspirational speech, go. Get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Go win the game, whatever. Um, Chris Beard's not that type of guy. If you know anything about Chris Beard, he's into the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, no detail goes overlooked with Chris Beard. He is a hell of a coach. Defensive schemes um, are awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He, he picked up um, two, two veteran guards that Shaka Smart left behind and uh, Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey. And then he picked up these four high-impact transfers. Marcus Carr from Minnesota. Outstanding guard. Timmy Allen from Utah. Devin Askew from Kentucky. And Trey Mitchell, who's a big-time player from UMass. Also got four-star freshman Jalen Tyson. Uh, So I love the coaching and the talent. Once this comes together, Texas is definitely going to be a national title contender. So 15-1 to is still a good number. And I want to make this point, too, about the College Hoops Futures Board. I think Gonzaga is a phony favorite. The Zags lost a lot yep. from a 31-1 team, and that's what a lot of people are over, overlooking. Not only did you lose Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert, who were two of the top 15 picks in the NBA draft, you lost Joel Ajayi, yep. who was a very versatile guard. You lost Tommy Lloyd, who was Mark Few's top assistant coach for a long time. He took the Arizona job. You lost four key pieces off that team. The Zags were already weak when, in terms of uh, – Defending dribble drives and defending the rim. They had slow-footed defenders on the perimeter. Baylor exploited all of that in that championship game blowout. How is this Gonzaga team going to be better? Because you have a seven-foot freshman, Chet Holmgren, and a, a couple well, of newcomers. Pounds. Yeah, uh, he's, he looks like a cornstalk. Yeah. He's so skinny. Uh, I'm sure he's 
incredibly talented. I've not seen him play yet, and I know Drew Timmy's one of the probably five best players in America, but still, I don't see how Gonzaga can be better. At 6-1 to one odds, I think that's a farce, but that's okay because it creates a lot of value on some of these other teams on the futures board. Uh, when you're talking about UCLA, I've got a 15-1. to one. Mick Cronin's got basically the same team back that went from the first four to the final four. Now, you could say, well, the Bruins are being overhyped. You have to remember they finished fourth in the Pac-12. They went into the NCAA tournament on a four-game losing streak. All that's true, but they still got to the final four, mm-hmm. and they were in a shot of beating Gonzaga. Uh, and not only that, McCronin adds 6'8", Peyton Watson, who's a McDonald's All-American. So UCLA is better. Uh, so Texas 15-1, to UCLA 15-1, to and Kansas Right there in that same range, 15 to 1, 16 to 1. I've got Kansas at 18 to 1. I think I've got UCLA uh, right around that number of 15 or 16 to 1. So you can still bet these. You can still bet those three teams right there. I've got Kansas has got 10 high level players. I love Kansas. The starting five is rock solid. You got a big man, you got guards who can dribble drive, shoot to three. Every area that I look to rate teams in terms of power ratings, Kansas rates near the top. They, they project to be one of the best defensive teams, like top three in yeah. terms of defensive efficiency this year. And they year lost their they best have. defender, and they're still a great defensive yep. team. And for me, and like I, you, know, you and I talked about this in overall philosophy, one of the things when I first started to handicap college basketball was I thought front court play was more important. But uh-huh. Guard play is obviously what's extremely important oh, in college yeah. basketball. And when you have a pair in Remy Martin and Ochai Baji, like that's a really good front or back court to have. Baji, to lead the way. I thought he was going to enter the NBA draft. Yep. Remy Martin led the Pac-12 in scoring. And then you have Jalen Wilson, who also almost entered the NBA draft. Well, you got to keep in mind, at the start of the season, Wilson is suspended because of a DUI for the first three right. games. So he's not going to play against Michigan State tonight. But when this team is uh, at full strength, I don't think any team's better than Kansas. Also, Bill Self added three really good transfers. And uh, when I go down the roster, I've got, man, he's got 10 or 11 guys who really can play. So it's kind of a joke when you look at Gonzaga 6-1 to one and Kansas 16-1. to one. Come on. Uh, Kansas is still a really good bet at 15 or 16-1. to one. Another team I like a lot, talked about this morning with uh, Mitch Moss and Paul Howard on Follow the Money, and uh, uh, Mitch brought it up. Oregon right now is 45-1 to one at Circa, and that, that's a really good bet. Dana Altman's got... Maybe the best player in the Pac-12 point guard, Will Richardson. He brought in three transfers. Jacob Young from Rutgers, Quincy Guerrier from Syracuse, and Davian Harmon from Oklahoma. He's also got a 6'11 freshman, Nate Biddle. they got to make up for the loss of Chris Duarte, but they can do it. This is a really talented team. Oregon's just like a half step behind UCLA in the Pac-12 and a 45-1. to That's a good number. Also, one more futures bet that's up at William Hill. Uh, UNLV over eight conference wins. In the Mountain West, you play 18 conference games. Uh, Kevin Kruger is a new coach, Warren Kruger's son, for those who don't know. Spent time in the Big 12, and he's told people that he's got enough talent on this team to finish fourth in the Big 12. The Mountain West is a little bit down this year. San Diego State, Utah State, now what they've been the last couple of years. I think uh, worst-case scenario when I go through the schedule, UNLV is 8-10. and 10. That's worst case. The win total is 8. Uh, so I actually made a pretty good bet on that last night. And um, I think it's still eight. 
at William Hill, I'd recommend playing that. I think UNLV is going to win double-digit uh, conference games. All right, what do you have? Yeah, so Kansas, uh, you and I are in lock and step on Kansas. I uh, love Kansas. I, I think that team is deep. We've spoken about it, in two. And again, uh, when I see a team, especially in college hoops, who can play defense at an extremely high level, I am totally in on them. So give me Kansas. He had 14-1. to And I, I really like this Michigan team. When you have two team, when you have two guys on this roster uh, who they have that are projected to be some really good NBA players, Caleb Houston, who looks like he's going to be a top-10 selection in the mm -hmm. NBA. They have another guy who could be back into the first round. Oh, Hunter Dickinson. He got 700 right. Hunter Dickinson, who's probably going to be the first big man. Well, I can't say because you got big men who, who are 6'9", 6'10", and play guard positions now. Right. But as far as a, a true fives yeah. type of guy, he can step out and hit threes. Hunter Dickinson might be the best big man in college basketball. Yeah, when you're seven one and you could step out and hit threes at an extremely like uh, efficient rate, that's going to change things, especially mm -hmm. in a, you know in a conference in the Big Ten, which gets a little bogged down, a little stuffy, especially down low. That helps Michigan out a lot. And I also yeah. think too, you know, one of the things that has been uh, really good for this Michigan team, Juan Howard's a really good coach, man. Like he has done a really good job with this program. Well, he's also got Phil Martelli as his top assistant. Yep, Phil Martelli's been in college hoops for forty years, and he's a genius. Their yeah. ball screen offense yeah. is fantastic. It makes it makes guys better. I, I love a Michigan brings to the table. I know Purdue's going to be pretty good this year, and they bring back a lot of continuity. I think it was at Butler that only has more returning minutes than Purdue, but yeah. uh, I think Michigan's got it with that talent. And then when it comes to some conference stuff, Nevada to win the Mountain West at plus 350. All five starters return, best backcourt in the Mountain West. Steve Alford has done a really good job. And, of course, Michigan to win the Big Ten at plus 330. Some spots they're as low still as, like, 175, but you can get plus yeah. 330 out there on Michigan to win the Big Ten regular season title. All right, let's talk with Tim Murray. We'll continue this uh, when it comes to college hoops on the other side. Get his thoughts. Uh, we'll also get his thoughts on what he wrote about in the college basketball guide and what he's looking forward to tonight and the rest of the season. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Almost as addictive as watching two athletes, one desk every night here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Tim Murray, one of the said athletes, the other being Aaron Oster, is with us here on the program. <laughs> Tim, what's up, buddy? You excited? I'm fired up, boys. Let's uh, appreciate you having me on. Tim Murray, the former Villanova Wildcat or something like that. Where'd you play out there on the East Coast? Uh, just uh, about 45 minutes up the road at Muhlenberg College. The Mules. The Mules. Mules, Wildcats. I knew it was something like that. Tim Murray. Mules, not uh, a very good mascot what? for a basketball team. It doesn't really portray dominance no, in basketball. No, It's the old <laughs> alliteration. Muhlenberg, what, what better name than the Mules? Very creative up in Allentown, PA. I like it. Hey, uh, before we get to your best bets tonight, I want to start with uh, – the game that's going to tip off at 4 p.m. Pacific, and that's Kansas and Michigan State. And uh, Kansas four-and-a-half-point favorite, but Tim, without Jalen Wilson, who's suspended for the first three games. I look at this Michigan State team, and it doesn't blow you away on paper, but something tells me the Spartans are going to be better than people expect. Did you bet the Kansas-Michigan State game with Jayhawks laying four-and-a-half total of 140-and-a-half? 
I haven't, Matt, but, you know, and the, and the big reason is, and I know you wrote up Kansas in our preview as your number one team, but these past couple days, just reading about Remy Martin, the Arizona State transfer, and Joseph uh, Yosefu, the sixth man of the year in the Missouri Valley coming mm-hmm. over uh, to Kansas, both of them weren't in the starting lineups in the exhibition season. It just feels like something's a bit off. Uh, as you mentioned, Jalen Wilson obviously is out. This feels like a spot where maybe the dog could be live. And I, I saw a statistic and a trend in these champions classics where I believe the dogs are eight and three uh, somewhere in that ballpark. So I didn't play either game in the champions classic tonight. Uh, you know, Kentucky and Duke, I think more so just the unknowns and, and then Kansas. I mean, McCormick is an absolute monster down low, uh, but you know, with, with all of the, the question marks that Kansas has, I, I stay away from this one. Why do you think Duke has gone from a uh, opening, uh, the Duke, excuse me, Kentucky Duke game? Duke opened as a one-point favorite in most spots. It was Pickham or one, and now it's Duke minus three, or two, two and a half or three. Tim, why do you think the uh, the money is on Duke today? Because I talked to Kenny White, and he and I both have uh, Kentucky rated. I've got Kentucky a point and a half better than Duke. He's got Kentucky three points better. Why do you think the money's on Duke tonight? Well, I think it's just the the fact that it's uh, Coach K. I don't think anyone really wants to bet against Duke. You know, they think it's going to be <laughs> this Coach K swan song way of uh, out the out this season. So, I mean, once again, I, I if I had to play it, I would take the points with Kentucky. Um, you know, they bring in the Davidson transfer, um, you know, they recruited well, uh, just, you know, not as to the level of Duke with, you know, a kid like Ben Chero, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, Matt, I, I think for me in this one, it's, it's kind of a wait and see with Duke, uh, and, and, you know, similar situation. I, I probably would take the points with Kentucky. It feels like this one has gotten a little bit out of control, um, uh, you know, where everyone's just firing away on Duke as this, as if this game has already been played. So, um, you know, you know, I think what Villanova played a non, you know, um, uh, an exhibition with Duke, uh, in the, in the, in the preseason, um, you know, nothing really jumped out about, uh, you know, to me about Duke in that one. So we'll see, uh, we'll see if this Duke team can, can, you know, send coach K off on a high note. Yeah. I think, uh, Duke has the best player on the floor in Palo Bancaro, but uh, I think the best team is Kentucky at this point, but Mark is not responding mm-hmm. that way. Tim Murray with yeah. us. One Tim Murray up on Twitter. Nightcap at nights here on Visa and the Esports Betting Network starts at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. for those of you on the East Coast. All right, Tim, so we were talking about futures and big picture things that we have in pocket. Uh, humans and I both love Kansas in the big picture in terms of winning a national championship. Any futures that you have better teams that you like in terms of contending for a national title as we're on the, uh, the verge of the season actually already underway? Yeah, I'll tell you, I mean, I've got a couple and, you know, I got a bunch of these early and, um, you know, I'm curious to get your guys thoughts because my first future that I fired on was was Villanova 25 to one at South Point right when the season ended. But I actually don't feel great uh, about Villanova. Uh, And and the reason is I'm just worried about uh, the depth. I'm worried about their size. I mean, when you lose a guy like Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who, you know, recall back to the NCAA tournament and what that guy meant to that team, there's a lot of excitement. You bring back Colin Gillespie, you bring back Caleb Daniels, um, you know, people for the second straight year. And and Justin Moore had his moments last year, uh, but they they are expecting a, a big rise from Justin Moore. So I think when you look at Villanova, um, you know, maybe there will be a buy lower spot uh, in the preseason, guys, because, you know, they, they're underway now or in about you know, a minute or two against Mount St. Mary's. And they go to 
the uh, UCLA. They've got a game against Tennessee. Uh, they've gave, they got a, a game against Baylor. They got a game against either Purdue or North Carolina. They're really testing themselves in the non-conference because the Big East is down this year. Um, you know, UConn's a fringe top 25 team, and after that, there's just a lot of uncertainty in that entire conference. So I do have Villanova uh, in pocket, curious to see how they play. I mean, I'm a huge Jay Wright believer. And then, um, you know, I also grabbed Texas. Uh, so we'll see how this all, you know, plays together. I was able to grab them at 30 to 1, um, you know, back in the, in the summer. Uh, when there was, you know, all, all these transfers are coming together and you talk about Kansas, they're the best team uh, we think in the, in the big 12, but you know, I know humans uh, and myself and many others are, are big, big believers in Chris Beard. And now, I mean, look at the talent that he's accrued. We've got, you know, Marcus Carr coming in from Minnesota, Timmy Allen from Utah. Uh, if anyone watched a 10 hoops, uh, Trey Mitchell was an absolute monster yep. down low. He's now a member of Texas. Christian Bishop from Creighton added along. They get the uh, the kid who kind of underachieved at UConn, or excuse me, Kentucky and Devin Askew. Um, so they've got a lot of pieces there for Texas, and we'll see if Chris Beard can put them together uh, in his first year. So at 30 to one, I thought that was uh, an intriguing play. You know, fortunately, uh, those continued to sink as uh, as the year went on. So. Uh, those are the two I had. And then I'll give you one that I played uh, just the other day, which was Houston to win uh, the AAC. You know, all this buzz about Memphis, and I understand you bring in Amani Bates and, uh, and Jalen Duran, two five-star recruits. Uh, Larry Brown is now on the staff there with Penny. So uh, Memphis coming off of, uh, what, an NIT championship. So they've, they've got a lot of good vibes going, but... I just like Houston. I, I believe in Kel, uh, Kelvin Sampson coming off a Final Four run. Certainly lost a lot of talent, but uh, I was able to grab that at plus 240 for them to win the AAC regular season title. Uh, Marcus Sasser, they get the transfer. Kyler Edwards from Texas Tech coming in. So I think at the end of the day, if I have an opportunity to pick Kelvin Sampson at a slightly better price than, uh, than Penny Hardaway, uh, I will take it. So uh, I know that the ceiling may be higher with Memphis, but uh, to grab Houston to win the conference at almost, you know, five to two was something uh, I felt like was worth a, a shot. Tim Murray with us, host of the Nightcap, weekdays, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern from the Circa Sports Studio. Tim, your Villanova ticket's looking great, man. Ten to two on top of Mount St. Mary's. Let's this team go. looks unstoppable. Wow, just forced a turnover. Yeah, man, look, at, look at that defense. Actually, my biggest problems with the Wildcats, they were not a very good defensive team last year, and they're small on the front line, but uh, I did like Villanova a lot last year. Colin Gillespie's back after blowing out his knee in early March. Tim, well, uh, we've got about two minutes left. You know these guest spots go quickly. Uh, what are you playing tonight on the board? We have a monster board in College Hoops tonight. What are your best bets? Uh, I think you have this one, too. We were texting last night. I'm on UC Riverside. Um, yep. They bring back a lot. Four of their top six scorers are back. They also get a 7-1 guy in McCray. He missed all of last year. So I took Riverside plus 14. I think it's at 12 and a half now. Uh, they, they brought in a Temple transfer, J.P. Mormon. Um, they overachieved last year uh, with a first-year coach, you know, dealing with COVID and all of that stuff. So I, I like them in this spot, getting a, a handful of points against San Diego State, who's going to be good. Uh, but certainly lost, uh, you know, a little bit of talent. And then this number has, me, uh, you know, cratered here. 
Uh, so I don't love it as much, but uh, I was talking to Jim Root over at Three Man Weave on the show a couple nights ago, and he liked more of a fade of Georgia. Guys, Georgia could be really, really bad this year. Top six scores left, nine players in total left the program. Uh, so I took FIU plus the 11 uh, at Georgia tonight. It's down to seven. I, I think the, uh, the Golden Panthers, even though they're not going to be very good, I think Georgia could be that bad. I think this could be a really intriguing game because I have no idea what Tom Crean's team is going to bring to the table this year. So those are my two plays. Riverside plus 14, FIU plus 11. All right, Tim. Well, it's good to talk to you, bud. Thanks for the time. Have a good show tonight. All right. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. At 1, Tim Murray again. Nightcap tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern time. So a lot of college hoops, and we'll be going over all of that, him and Sean King. Okay, we'll come back. We have best bets to get to both, um, actually, college hoops. I don't have anything at the NBA tonight's short card. And we'll also uh, wrap up any games we didn't get to later tonight on the college basketball board. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, with college basketball starting today, now is the time to get your copy of our annual College Hoops Betting Guide for only ten dollars. Wow, that seems like a cheap price for three hundred and what was it? Four hundred and forty-two. Four hundred and forty pages of analysis. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, analysis for each team. I think it's 358 Division I teams. Wow. Our team of experts headlined by Tim Murray, JVT, Greg Hoops-Peterson, and others (laughs) provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and more. Sign up today. Get your copy for $9.99. I guess we'll round that up to $10. vcin.com slash subscribe. That's two cents a page. Look at that. That's, That's a bargain. That's a deal. A smorgasbord of information. It is an overload of information, but just uh, use step at a time. Use what you need. Use what helps you. Filter the information. Focus on the conferences. That I always say it's tough enough to win in gambling when you spread yourself too thin. Focus on the conferences where you're the strongest in terms of handicapping. Right. Professional it, leagues, yeah. there's 30 teams. You can you can get that down pretty pat. Right. In college football and college basketball, yeah, there's a lot more going on. I, I venture outside my areas of uh, strength sometimes, and uh, but not too often. I like to focus on the Big Ten, uh, the Big 12, the Pac-12, the West Coast Conference, things like that. And that's typically where I have the most success. When you start trying to venture into areas uh, outside your expertise, it's tougher and tougher to win. You're not a big SEC hoops guy, huh? You know, I, I like to watch it. I'll bet a few games here and there, but it's it's not my handicapping strength. And like I said, you, you need to focus on your strengths. All right. Well, with that, strengths, uh, best bets, uh, recap from last night. Nothing <laughs> in the NBA tonight's a short, uh, short slate, uh, but losses in both the Nets plus one and a half game against the Bulls. Well, how about that fourth quarter, by the way, from the Nets last night? Gave up 42 points to mm. Chicago. They were back and forth the whole way. Nets had a lead for a good chunk of the third, but uh, ultimately just got slapped around. Speaking of college basketball, he's a rookie, but uh, Iota Sunmu looks pretty good for the Chicago Bulls. He's going to be a rotation piece for them. Uh, also, the Timberwolves, mm. as we went over, plus six. Uh, officially at the top of the list for worst beat of the season so far for me. Okay. Very nothing sad. tonight, right? No, nah, nothing tonight. Nothing tonight. College hoops tonight. So, 
College basketball, you and I are going to have the same play in a uh, head-to-head here. Uh-oh, yeah. opposites. Yes, so let's do it. Uh, let's go to the top one, uh, Kansas, minus 4.5 against Michigan State. So uh, as we talked about, right, I know that uh, we're not going to have Jalen Wilson out there due to the DUI suspension. I feel like you can plug in Mitch Lightfoot at least for one game and get away with it. Lightfoot's a relatively solid power forward who can get pretty solid on the glass. Not as good as Wilson. He's an awesome rebounder. Here's my thing, though. We saw this last year, and as we know with Izzo's team, right, when you don't have a point guard, when you're running up and down the floor like that, the you offense. you got a point guard now. Uh, they do, uh, but at the same time, when you talk about you t- we have Tyson Walker, A.J. Hoggard, who can split time in their exhibition, 16 minutes for Walker, 18 for, for uh, Walker, excuse me, and 16 for Hoggard. So it looks like it's going to be by committee. I just wonder how this looks against a team that I still think is legitimately good defensively, even without Wilson out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think right now uh, I'm just going to buy on my preseason notion that Kansas is one of the best teams in the country, even with Wilson on the sideline. So I'm going to go ahead and bet on this defense being able to cover a number like this. So give me Kansas. Well, I mean, let's, let's face it. First game of the season, we haven't seen these teams yet. We're guessing a little bit at mm-hmm. some of these games. It's educated guesses, but you're still guessing a little bit until you can actually see the teams on the floor. You read about these guys. And some of the hype is uh, over the top. And then you see a player, you're like, he's not that good. He's right. not everything I read about. Uh, it happens often. Uh, when I look at Michigan State, I think Tyson Walker might be the answer at point guard. For Northeastern last year, in the final six games, he averaged 25 points and shot 40% from three. And the thing that was really holding back to Spartans last year was Rocket Watts just was not playing the point well. Yep. If Tyson Walker can do that, I think this Michigan State team is going to be pretty good. You also got Max Christie. Uh, a top 20 recruit, a shooting guard out of Chicago, who's McDonald's All-American, and uh, a front line of 6'8", Gabe Brown, 6'9", Joey Hauser, and 7-foot Marcus Bingham. I like Tom Izzo in situations like this. But, again, Kansas is also my number one power-rated team. So uh, I think Jalen Wilson's absence might hurt the Jayhawks a little bit tonight. But um, How much do you, you know what's interesting yeah. about this game, too, is 4.5 on the screen. A couple spots that open 5.5. But even today, the four and a half has not budged nope. anywhere. So I think we're an example of strong two-way action on this game. The bookies are probably seeing uh, a lot of Kansas action and a lot of Michigan State action. Yep. And I know that we are on the same side with this one, UC Riverside against San Diego State. And I know you're going to have a lot of the same points. But for me, you know, you and I were talking about this off the air. Matt Mitchell, Jordan Shackle, not part of this team anymore. 28.9 points per game gone for the Aztecs. Matt Bradley from Cal is going to be a really good player. And, by the way, Dutcher's got a track record of bringing in guards who are pretty good yeah. from the Pac-12 right now. Guy Flynn mm-hmm. doing a great job with them. But at the end of the day, around Bradley, I have questions about how dynamic this offense is going to be. Right? You have guys like Mensa is going to be really good, probably going to be their leading scorer potentially, but I don't know if Trey Pullum has enough on offense. 45.9% true shooting percentage last year. Uh, Arap is a really good energy guy and a rebounder, but only 4.2 points per game last year. And you're taking on a Riverside team who last year, 254th in tempo, 325th in average possession length, good defensively. It's going to be a slow-paced game. Dutcher's a slow-paced coach too. So I think a lot of what uh, Riverside here brings to the table is going to be able to stay within a number like that against San Diego. You know, I'm on that game too, and I I took Riverside plus 14 last night. That's 727 on the rotation and I use the rotation numbers in college hoops because the boards are so damn big that you don't you're sitting there searching for so long trying to find the game it helps you use the rotation number Uh, Riverside uh, when I played it last night and talked about this morning on Mitch and Paul's show uh, plus 14 and uh, Riverside right now down to 12 and a half but the total is 131 and a half. This could be one of the ugliest games of tonight in college hoops. Yep. These teams might struggle to crack 100 points. I was looking possibly at the under in this game, but I have not uh, played that. So I've got 
Riverside's Michigan. a good defensive team. Right. They got a lot going on for them. And, and like you said, I think the Aztecs are going to be all defense, no offense, yeah. or very little offense, especially early in the season. They're going to try to win games with defense. So it's Michigan State plus four and a half, Riverside plus 14. I've also got Montana State plus 13. Montana State's 729 on the rotation. That number's dropped a little bit to 12. Um, but the. Um, Bobcats out of Bozeman and the Big Sky Conference have four starters back, including three super seniors. And I just don't like this Colorado team that much. You lost leading scorer McKinley Wright. And um, three transfers who were going to be key players left that program. I know Tad Boyle brought in some pretty good recruits, but I think Montana State is a live dog here. In fact, I thought the number was going to be somewhere around eight and a half, nine, ten at the most. So. Mm-hmm. I grabbed 13 with uh, Montana State, 740, the last game on the board tonight, the last game on the main board. I laid 20 with UCLA, and you know I hate big favorites, but this Bakersfield team looks pretty bad on paper, and I think UCLA is going to be even better than last season. This should be about a 20-point game at halftime. Uh, so I laid 20 with UCLA. I think that number right now is up to 22 and a half, 23 at most spots. And uh, the fifth game, I don't have a betting Rotation number on this, but I, I was on DraftKings website last night. And it's out of a few spots. Dixie State Gonzaga seven oh nine seven ten on Is the board it? now. Yeah, I just found it right now. Seven oh nine seven ten. Yep. At least oh, okay. decent dot com. Yeah, that's missing on my screen. Okay. Is it still 166 on the total? Uh, 167 is pretty much. Yeah, 167s are out there. Okay. And as high as 168 in one shop. Dixie returns its top four scores. It's a team that wants to run. They're, what, a 40 point underdog right now? Uh, 39 and a half, yep. A 40 point underdog is not going to hold the ball. The coach is going to let these guys go out and have fun, fire away, enjoy the experience. And uh, Dixie is not a team that holds the ball anyway. They, they want to run all the time. So they're going to run with the Zags. These two teams played last year, 112 to 67. Uh, JVT, when I was going through it last night, I projected 105 to 70 in this game, 175 points. Wow. So uh, over 166. We're going over that high total tonight. Dixie State, Gonzaga. So there's five plays for tonight in college hoops. Uh, last, really quickly, because you sent this in for, for the rundown, it's uh-huh. a game that I was interested in watching and, and checking out. Did you have anything with Alabama and Louisiana Tech? Because Crimson tied 11.5 with a total of 152.5 at the Open. Uh, right now we're looking at Alabama. 11.5 still, but the total 154. Louisiana Tech's a good team, man. Top 90 by Ken Palm. They get mm-hmm. Kenneth Lofton, a legit force. He's down 20 pounds, too, so he yeah. looks like he's going to be in pretty know. good shape coming into this. And Alabama's kind of retooling. But I'm intrigued by Alabama. Just I was from a futures perspective. I yeah. kind of wanted to watch this game because you got Jaden Shackleford. You got some Alabama's got some big time players for Nate Oates. I'm not sure how good they're going to be. I think they got a chance to be really good. But I did not consider playing that game tonight. I've got Alabama as my 21st rated team tonight, uh, going into tonight. And uh, one of the more fascinating games to me is Oral Roberts, Colorado State. I've got yeah. the Rams ranked uh, at the top of the Mountain West and. Oral Roberts made a run to the Sweet uh, 16, and Max Amos is back uh, for Oral Roberts. Anyway, we're out of time. The, you want to update the McRib counter? Say, you going to go get some food? What's going on? Well, a week ago, the McRib debuted. I kind of slowed down over the weekend. Did. I was 14 going into the weekend. I've uh, consumed 17 McRibs, but I guarantee you I'm going to uh, put down at least two tonight. We might be at 20 by tomorrow. So oh, why the McRib like counter it. is at 17 as of right now. Do me a favor. Push yourself a little bit, okay? Let's get, uh, this, uh, let's get this up to 20. 
at the very least by the time we get to tomorrow. <laughs> All right, that does it for us. Uh, by the way, VEASAN.com, go check that out, College Basketball Guide, if you haven't gotten your hands on it yet. And, of course, stay tuned throughout the day as the VEASAN will have you covered as the games go live and are underway right now. Villanova already on the way to a title of 20-7 over Mount St. Mary's. My guys in the desert coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 